Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Shares versus property. It's always a debate. Is shares better than property? However, no one talks about shares versus commercial property. So this podcast, I'm going to explore the difference between shares and investing in commercial property. Fundamentally, they're different, but in some ways, they're very, very similar. If you think about commercial property, you actually have a commercial tenant. Shares, you invest in a company that may be a tenant of a commercial property. So there's some similarities, there's some differences. What are the risks? What are the rewards? Hi there, this is Helen Tarrant and welcome to my channel. Today, we're actually going to cover shares versus commercial property. I know there's a lot of talk out there about shares versus property. What is the best to invest in? But no one really talks about what about shares and commercial property. Now, this is where things start to get a little bit interesting because shares and commercial property are fundamentally almost the same type of investment because when you think about investing in shares, you're actually investing in someone's company, right? You don't have control of where the company goes. As such, you can vote if you're a large shareholder, as in you own 25% or 30%, you might actually have a control and steer the direction of where the company is going. But if you don't do that and you're a minority share, let's say you've got 100 grand spread over 20, 30 companies in a share portfolio, you actually don't have control over the direction of where the company is going, right? And that makes a big difference, right? And that is one of the big things between shares versus property, any kind of property, control versus not having that control. Now, Commercial property seems just very, very similar to this. And why does it seem similar to this? It's because when you invest in commercial property, you're investing in the property, but also you are need to work with the tenant so that it's a win-win situation so that you continue, your tenant continue to love the premise, continue to love being there and continue to pay you rent and increase their rent so that you can continue to get positive cash flow. So let's have a look at shares versus commercial property and see what comes out better. And my name is Helen Tarrant and I help everyday Australians invest with security and confidence in commercial property. I've been an investor in commercial property since 2012, building passive income, positive cash flow, and creating uplift and equity so you can go again, taking a little bit of your money take or helping you with a little bit of deposit and growing that so that you can buy three, $4 million property, eventually a shopping center. So the education is specialist buyers agency. But in order to find out how commercial property actually applies to you, you need to book in for one of our strategy sessions, obligation free, but absolutely helping you to basically take a complex strategy and making it simple to apply to you in your current situation, how you can get to financial freedom so much sooner. But let's go back to shares versus commercial property. Now, what essentially is share investment? Share investment is when you buy bits and pieces, a little bit of a company. So a company may be worth maybe $10 million or $500 million, and they have shares on sale, which allows you to invest in their company. And as the company does well, you get paid what's called a dividend. A dividend gets paid to you, which is a proportion of the profit they make. Through the year of operating that business, you get a dividend payment. When you get that dividend payment, that comes to you as a distribution, a dividend distribution, and essentially is cash flow. The shares also grow in value as the company grows in value. So if the company's doing really well and it's capturizing 
market share, it will grow. And as it grows, it will grow in value. So does the value of your shares. Now, most people invest in shares because they want the capital growth versus the cash flow. Most of the time, the dividends are paid to you after all of the expenses are paid out of the company. So imagine the CEOs, CFOs, all the top level executives plus all the employees, all the employee benefits, all the perks, flying first class if you're a CEO or everywhere around the world are being paid by the company. And what's left over is usually a small amount that is distributed to you. So most people aren't buying shares because they're relying on the income from it. The income's great, but they're relying on the capital growth of that shares. So especially with people investing in shares so that into little companies, hoping they'll grow to mid-size, large-size, or there may be a tech company, a biomed company that might hit it the big time by discovering a software, writing a software, or a device that is going to be mass-marketed, or pharmaceutical pills that are going to be mass-marketed. That is what most people rely on when they are investing in shares. Of course, there's also blue-chip shares, which people invest in because it's steady income. So those your, your Rio Tintos, your, your blue-chip ones that are very, very stable, have actually performed throughout time. They give you solid dividends, which is still lower than what you would get probably from your residential properties, but will have a high growth component each year as it compounds. Now, why do people invest in property? People invest in property, regardless of residential or commercial, they invest in property because they want the control to know that that brick and mortar property, that house belongs to me. If I choose to tenant it, I will tenant it. If I choose to put my mum and dad in there, I will put my mum and dad in there. If I choose to renovate it, I will renovate it. If the value goes up, I can refinance against it so I can pull out the equity against the difference between what I have as a mortgage and the current value, pull out the equity and I can buy something else, right? It's the control of it, right? You are the master of your destiny. And that's why people are usually having this debate of property versus shares. Are you a properties person because you like to feel, touch and drive past that property? Or are you a shares person liking to read reports, data analysis and analyze things that might be happening in the market, right? Doesn't mean you can't do both. And absolutely diversification, you can do both. A lot of people choose to do both outside and inside of super. Now, one of the big differences between commercial property and residential property is becomes this big debate of whether shares does perform as well with commercial property versus a residential. So let's look at shares. Shares itself, you depend on a little bit of dividend and growth, right? Over time, I find combined together, you might get somewhere between 7 to 9% return on average, but you got a hold of your long term. And if the company you invest in is a good company that has good growth potential. Now, something happens to the company, economics happens, pandemics, it fails, you lose all your money. Now, that may happen also in property. Now, in property, one of the things when, when people compare shares with this residential property is the income from residential property isn't that strong. And when you add in rates notices, and you add in management, insurance, and everything else on that property, you are out of pocket seven to $12,000 a year on a standard residential property, right? So in some sense, shares still does better because it gives you a little bit of income, but there is a borrowing factor, right? You can't leverage the same amount in shares as you would in property. In residential property, just like commercial property, you can get a loan. Like in commercial, you can get anywhere from 65% to 80% in a loan, so an LVR. So you need to put in anywhere from 20% to 35% deposit. In residential, you do exactly the same 20%, normally 20 to 30% deposit, right? 
Now, in the share space, you have what they call a margin lending, which is typical only 50% of the value of your portfolio. And of course, because of the fluctuation of the market, you sometimes very frequently have to top in money, right? In property, your money is your holding income. Now, if you invest in commercial, even at this current interest rate of 65 to 7%, on the loan itself, you will still be able to break even. Why do we say that? is because the cash flow that comes from a commercial property outperforms the residential property. So when I look at a commercial property versus shares, you've got commercial property income coming in, and that's the number one strength versus shares that it has, is that it is strong in its income. So still the income comes in, allows you to take a neutral hold, if not a positive hold, on this property. So it pays for the loan repayments, your outgoing costs like your strata or your council fees or insurance, anything else associated with that, it pays for that. So you have no money out of your own pocket. And if you invest in regional areas or high yielding properties in certain areas around fringe metro, you are still getting positive cash flow after all outgoings have been paid out. How fantastic is that, right? You don't get that with, with shares. You get a little bit of dividends, right? So you get that, but all the back end is the capital growth. Remember, investing shares is like investing commercial property because it is investing in a business. So actually, you're investing in the business that is located inside the commercial property. So if you run a good business and the commercial property you happen to invest in has a good tenant in there who runs a good business, the value of your commercial property is going to grow because your tenant is going to stay there for a long time. They're going to pay more rent. They're going to take care of your property. They're going to expand on your property. So they might be building a backyard, concreting backyard for their trucks to park or for uh, alfresco dining, their retail, or maybe they're building a mezzanine floor. Maybe they want an extension on the current property because it's got a low occupation on the site, right? Whatever it is, the value of your commercial property will grow as your tenant grows stronger and stronger. Same as the value of your shares. As your the business you or the company you invest in grows larger and larger and becomes more valuable, your shares grow up in value. So that's much of a muchness when you compare those two. Now you've got this commercial property, which is a neutral hold or a positive hold giving you cash flow. Plus you have a growing in value because the tenant is stronger and stronger. So when you would look at the returns in a long form, where you're looking at 10 years, 20 years, one of the big things that's different about property is that you can actually leverage against the equity. So in the next five to seven years, as your commercial property doubles in value, and it absolutely does. In fact, during the last three years, most commercial property have gone up by 20 to 40% in value. So it doubles in value. You can pull out in the next five years money against that property that allows you to buy again. So if you look across shares over the space of 20 years, you could potentially be buying four properties, four commercial properties that could possibly give you $100,000, $200,000 in passive income versus shares where you can only get 50% leverage called margin calls and it's volatile to the market. Commercial property versus shares is a much, much more stable and consistent return rather than the volatility of the market. And you are not at the beck and call of if your something happens to your tenant because you find a versatile property. And what happens is, or if your tenant goes bust, something happens to your tenant, you simply replace them with another tenant. Now, 
and you don't lose the money and the value of your property. It might go down a bit while it's vacant. You do a little bit of refurbishment, put a bit of money, but you get that money back where you put a new tenant in and they're paying the market rent now and they then go on to continue to increase the value of your property. Whereas shares, if that company goes down or kaput, then you've lost all of your money. So it is actually more secure when you look at it long term and the risks associated with investment. Of course, having diversification is great, but commercial property delivers you the cash flow, delivers you the growth, allows you to buy more properties over time. You'll be not beholden to the company or the tenant that is there, unlike the shares. Also, another point, of course, shares is more liquid, right? Whereas commercial property is not a liquid asset. Any property is not a liquid asset. It does take you two to three months to sell a commercial property, but you have to meet the market. So if the market is doing certain kind of returns, certain value, if you meet the market, you sell the property within two to three months. Whereas shares, you can liquidate and have cash in your account within two to three days, which allows you to meet emergency needs where property can't. But if you in commercial property versus residential, property, you are getting a consistent cash flow, you may not need to have that emergency because you can create buffers, put money aside, have surplus income to pay for any of your own needs. Whereas in residential, you definitely that surplus because most of the time the cash flow is negative. So when you compare the two, while commercial property doesn't have the liquidity, it certainly gives you enough cash flow to be able to help you with your lifestyle in case you have any emergencies. When you compare shares versus commercial property, you're going to find that commercial property in the long term, in 10, 20 years, do come out in front as the best form of investment right now in this current market. Now, commercial property comes in all shapes and sizes, small warehouses, large warehouses, strata, freestanding. You've got retail space, office space, mixed tenancies, uplift strategies, growth and cash flow. There's so many ways to invest in commercial property. But what is right for you, you need to book in for a strategy or join us for one of our upcoming events so that we can explain to you from beginning to end how commercial property works, how you can invest in commercial property, how you can profit through commercial property and how you can really get to your financial freedom figure so much faster. You can literally cut down half the time you would invest in residential through investing in commercial. So join us for one of our events. Book in below for a strategy call, obligation-free strategy call, where we're going to take you through your commercial property strategy and how that works with you on an individual basis. Again, coming back, to shares versus commercial property. They're all good and you should definitely diversify. But which one suits you right now really depends on your long-term goal. Whether you want to make 50, 100, $200,000 in passive income, how the shares help you versus commercial property is really up to you in terms of risk, right? Big rewards give you big risk. But if you want steady growth, steady cash flow coming through, and that security commercial property still outweighs any kind of investment out there because it gives you cash flow, growth, and ability to buy more within a short space of time and allows you to get to financial freedom so much faster. So it's really concrete plan, three to seven year plan to get you to your financial freedom figure. How do you know? I work with thousands of Australians across Australia. I literally do their strategies, build their portfolios and help them build a sustainable future through commercial property cash flow. Bye for now. Hope you enjoyed this podcast of shares versus property, commercial property especially. Now I hope you can see the difference of investing in shares or commercial property and what ultimately gives you the best outcome in the next 10 years. Of course, having a diverse portfolio is the best and having a diverse portfolio means you have residential, commercial, shares, as well as other forms of investment as well. So think about your investment in a long-term format, as in what do you want to achieve in 10 
years? What do you want to achieve in five years? What do you want to achieve in three years? And or what do you want to achieve in 20 years? Is it passive income? Is it growth? When I look at it, I would say I want to achieve 50, 100 or 250,000 in passive income and I want my property portfolio to grow by five or 10% every year. That's So these are some of the goals you need to put in place and then work backwards and work out what is the best way to construct a portfolio that is going to deliver that. And that might include shares, properties, and investment in businesses and other type of investments like or foreign exchange, all sorts of things, right? The world is so big out there with multiple different investments. But if you're interested in finding out more about how commercial property can get you there, please connect with us, helenpara.com, unicorn.com.au, or join one of our live events by the book, or reach out to us, helen at unicorn.com.au, and let us schedule a strategy session and You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property. 